Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm Candace Campos. And I'm Lisa Bell. Today's guest is a U.S. Army Special Forces veteran with 20 years of service under his belt. Now he runs a coffee company and a cigar company aimed at helping first responders. So we are so happy to be joined today by Brent Tucker, who is uh, from the First Responder Coffee Company, or also known as FRCC. And that's what you guys always call it on social. You're like, <laughs> thanks for supporting FRCC, is what yeah. you always say. First responders, coffee, it's a lot of letters. So yes. we, we just shorted FRCC for, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background. Um, because you, obviously you have this coffee company now that's focused on first responders, but you've served in the military. Tell us how you got started with that. Um, so I'm, 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 a, I'm a Floridian. I'm a local boy. In fact, I'm a ninth generation Floridian. We've been here a long time. <laughs> and, uh, and when 9-11 hit, uh, I joined the military. Had no... Um, intentions to join the military, but 9/11 uh, hit. I was in the military on 9/27/01, as, as fast as they'd let me wow. in, and uh, I really only intended to do a quick four years, come back to Central Florida and work in the family business. But life, uh, life had other plans. Um, I eventually, you know, tried out to be a, a Green Beret. I made it. I spent eight years as a Green Beret, tours of combat back and forth. Um, and then uh, I had a decision to make to stay in the military or get out about the 10 year mark. And I decided, well, I'll, I'll try. Uh, I've, I got through special forces selection. Let me see if I can uh, squeeze through one more. I went to Delta Force selection. Uh, I got picked up. And um, 10 years later, wow. that rounded out a, a career, 13 combat rotations and many, many other rotations uh, or shorter missions back and forth. And uh, when I retired from the military, I had to figure out what it is I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> so I started training uh, SWAT teams and, and police officers just randomly. I'd get these random requests from, from other friends that were training saying, hey, would you come out and help? Um, so I started, that's how I really got into the first responder realm by, by going out there, training with them, seeing the things they dealt with. And uh, it just... It, it was a lot to see coming from my world where I had all the resources that I want. Everybody, mm. su generally speaking, supported my service. And uh, you get put in, uh, in this situation where you see them, that you know their communities rely on them, need them, and they don't have nearly enough resources that they need. Um, not everyone appreciates what they do until, until they really need them. Um, I just wanted to, I always wanted to start a business, so I, I had the idea, hey, Let's uh, let's let's create something that that puts you know the, the force of this business behind and for first responders, and um, and that that was that's the birth of First Responders Coffee Company. And and why coffee? What is it? What is it about coffee that? Um, the uh, I, I saw those guys drinking a ton of coffee and <laughs> yeah, giving me a ton of coffee, <laughs> and I just said you know that's a uh, that's there's no although the coffee is kind of a um, you know uh, a saturated business. There was, I felt like there was an opening in that realm uh, for coffee. There really wasn't a coffee company aimed just at first responders. So I said, uh, obviously, I need, a, I need a product that they use, that they'll identify with. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, it's a consumable. So it's not like I just get to sell it to them once. You know, hopefully, they, they continue to reorder it. And, and obviously, not just them. You know, it's, it's, it's targeted towards you know, first responders, their family, their friends, first responders, supporters in general, which really take up the uh, the lion's share of, of our customer base. 
And it's not just a product that first responders might enjoy to consume, but you're also raising money by selling this for first responders. As, absolutely. That that was, we, we are a for-profit business. We're not a, non for, uh, a not-for-profit, but the intention was always to use this to raise money for first responders. Uh, and we're super proud of what we've done to date. We opened in November of last year and uh, we've already donated over $20,000 wow. to first responder causes um, from everything from into uh, uh, watch donations, injured officer donations. Um, uh, and in fact, our, our last one was a, was a check to an injured uh, EMT uh, paramedic that rode in an ambulance in New York City. Uh, and as she was caring for this victim, uh, who was a criminal, w wakes up, stabs her three times in the back of the ambulance, and now she's in a fight for her life. So we sent her a bunch of coffee, a bunch of shirts, sent her a check, and said, hey, this is, this is for you, mm -hmm. which they always have a problem spending money on themselves. <laughs> Say, this, this is for you to do something you know, that you wouldn't normally do for yourself. Go out, buy a $200 steak and a, you know, an expensive bottle of wine, go jump out of an airplane, I always send them a, a handwritten letter because I've been, you know, I've been shot before and injured in the line of duty, had to go through the rehab process. So I, I know what that's like. And so every one of those that go out, I also send a handwritten letter of, of encouragement um, from someone who's been there. And there's a big mental health aspect to this as well, because you were also saying, you know, you're a first responder, getting together with first responders over potentially a cup of coffee. Why is the mental health conversation so important? I mean, from, from military, from local? It is. Um, um, uh, in one aspect, uh, I wanted to do it because I wanted to do, to do it differently because mm -hmm. I feel like it's a buzzword that a lot of people use. They say, you know, mental health, mental health. But they, there's a lot of people out there talking about mental health and, um, and, and with good intentions, but they've never been through it. So they're telling people from what they know or what they've read, you know, they're trying their best to try to, you know, do the um, the academics solution to to, to PTSD and stress, um, and I think it, it resonates better from someone who's actually been there, gone through it, has handled it, and gets to tell you from experience. I know what you're going through. I I've done it right. I've done it wrong, and I've done it right. Mm. I've been on both sides of it. And it really resonates with them. So I, I, I enjoy doing that. Well, we love what you're doing. It's, you know, coffee with a purpose mm -hmm. to the nth degree. You mentioned um, earlier that the coffee market is already saturated, but no one's doing quite what you're doing. And we see some coffee that you brought here today. I In front of me, um, which I appreciate, is the pecan-flavored <laughs> bourbon-infused coffee. But tell us exactly what you have. And if you're trying your coffee, what sets it apart from other coffees on the market? Yep, absolutely. So when we started this business, there's, there's two things that we knew we had to separate ourselves from. Uh, our, our mission as a coffee company, again, there's a lot of coffee, coffee companies out there, what, what makes us different? I explained that. We also knew that you know, there's, we want to separate ourselves from, uh, from, from other companies, from our coffee as well. So we do something that most companies do not do, and we use 100% Brazilian Arabica beans. So it's not a mixture, it's not Colombian, it's not, it's not Colombian and Brazilian. Um, it's 100% Brazilian. And I'll, I'll tell you the, the important, uh, why that matters. Brazilian coffee is low in acidity. It's just their, their soil just naturally has a lower in acidity content to it. That transferred to the beans 
and even all the way through the roasting, the grinding, and into the packaging process, it gives you a lower in acidity coffee. So it has health benefits uh, from one aspect, but that lower acidity also comes through in the flavor. You get a full flavor from it, but you don't get a bitter coffee aftertaste. Nice. So mm -hmm. we get it all the time. <laughs> we go to conferences, we hand out samples, and you know people walk around sipping our coffee, and then they'll happens all the time. They'll make their way all the way back to us, <laughs> and they'll say, I just want to let you know, this is a really good cup of coffee. Yeah. And it's always nice to hear, but, uh, but sometimes they're so surprised. I don't know, like, well, what did you think? What were you expecting? Right. Were you expecting it to be bad? It's not just a gimmick of, you know, you know, first responders tug of your heart, and now you have to drink bad coffee if you want to support first responders. <laughs> so we put good coffee in it, you know, with a with a good cause and purpose. And uh, we really think, you know, putting the extra the extra dollars into a good product is what's going to continue to help separate us from from everyone else. So where does this roasting process take place? I know you have a footprint in Longwood mm -hmm. in Central Florida, but tell us how the process actually works. Yep, our, our roaster is out of Orlando, so it's a it's a completely Central Florida process. Our roaster is in Orlando. Um, he he ships it over to to Longwood, our warehouse, in, in whole bean form. So. Um, you know, there, we have the whole uh, the whole beans roasted, light roast, medium roast, dark roast uh, in our warehouse. Uh, and then from there, whether they we sell whole bean bags, we sell ground coffee. It either goes to the grinder or goes whole bean. And then you know, depending on the bag that they picked, you know, goes into the bag, gets sealed, gets shipped, all all from all from our warehouse. And you have the warehouse there, but that's not your. It's not a storefront. So you guys, where Correct. can we find your coffee? Yep. So online is, a primarily, is primarily where uh, we, our sales come from, which is frccoffee.com. We're an online retailer. But that being said, we have a, a wholesale side of the business that is continuing to grow. Um, Ace Hardware stepped up and allowed us uh, into six or eight of their stores through, throughout Central Florida. Um, we're in a couple of random gun shops uh, all the way from here in Central Florida all the way down to, to Jupiter, Florida. And we're also into some, uh, some training uh, some training uh, facilities all, all over the United States that, that train first responders and, and carry their coffee. Tell us the different flavors that you brought today. And do these rotate regularly or do you always have these? How does that work? So this is what's unique about, about our packaging. Um, and we have more than this. I, did, I didn't want to bring eight, ten. How many do you table. have? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about all of our, our different packaging. Um, I'll tell you, we'll take this off just for a second. These three bags here are actually all the same coffee, okay? okay? So I believe they're all medium roast. So yeah. yeah, so they're all the same coffee. How we do it is depending on the, the theme of the bag is where the contribution goes. So I didn't want, right. you know, make it up. Yeah, 90% of our customer base to be firefighters and then give away 90% of our charities to police officers. Just didn't seem like that would, that would be fair. Uh, so, the theme of the bag is where the contribution goes, um, and some of the some of the bags have very specific contributions to them. And we'll take uh, another Florida story here, which is the sheriff bag. As you can see, oh, it has Mike Milmersat's mm -hmm. name on it, which is an Orange County SWAT deputy that uh, that lost his life, and even has a personal touch on it up there. It says "Earn the Day." That was his personal motto that yeah. that <clears throat> that kept him going. He'd show up to work and show up to work ready mm -hmm. to go, trained in shape, focused every day off that motto. So we put that on the bag and any of the contributions that come in from this one, including the K-Cup boxes, go right to the, the Milmerstadt family, direct donations. Um, 
Besides these, we also have uh, a canine line that goes to Canines United out of Jacksonville, Florida, mm -hmm. a nonprofit. We have a nurse bag uh, that goes to the American Nurses Foundation. Um, I think that rounds out our bag line. And, and you were telling us on the, the firefighter one, this is actually a Seminole County firefighter. Yeah, even, even, even the, uh, the people on the bag. This is a yeah. Seminole County firefighter. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an Orlando police officer mm -hmm. uh, on this Tell bag. us about their stories. The, the, the firefighter is Mike Gagliano. I actually went to high school with him. He was my best friend in high school, and we've mm -hmm. stayed in touch uh, ever since. I, I went out and did you know, 20 years in the military, came back. He went to be a firefighter, and he's still a firefighter. He's, <laughs> he's a lieutenant at the Seminole County uh, uh, Fire Department and still, still, still on, the, uh, on the job and continuing to work. Um, uh, We'll just use his nickname, Mongo, because he he, <laughs> Mongo. he he volunteered to do that. And but by the way, both these they they, they uh, enjoy our our mission so much. Uh -huh. I, I offered them both. You know, I was gonna have to pay someone to come do this. Neither one of them would would even allow me to to pay him to to model for me on the bag. And uh, Mongo's a, a active duty um, police officer out of Orlando. Been on the job almost twenty years and continues to serve his community. So it's important to me to have actual first responders in yes. their actual gear, because uh, if you put a military person on a bag that was a fake, I'd look at their equipment and be like, mm. Mm, that's you know. not right. My husband does mm -hmm. that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Be like, Her husband who's a right. first responder. Yes, yes. he's yes. a firefighter yes. with Orange County, but it was, it's interesting how it's, they they do look for yeah, oh, yeah, almost absolutely. you can tell and they know and as soon as it's as soon as it's fake you know it turns them off right. like ah yeah. that's you know they're they're an imposter you know so it was very important to us to have actual first responders and as a Florida company to have uh, if we could help it Florida and Central Florida um, specifically first responders, which, which we were able to do. And as really cool and beautiful as these bags are, I, I do feel like it might be tough to compete with a canine though on, on the front of your bag. I know. <laughs> I'm, between, I'm between firefighters and canines, so I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't say this very often, but it's, it's, it's got a kind of a, a tongue in cheek. Yeah. The canine line came, came out uh, a little later. And uh, as, as I say jokingly, these people on these bags will come and save your life. They mm -hmm. will literally come and save your life. Generally speaking, that dog is trained to, to go bite you. And <laughs> yet you put a dog on that bag and people look at that and they go, oh, the dogs. <laughs> and uh, when we first came out with it, it was our absolute bestseller. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I say that talking to you. Dogs do yeah. more than just bite people. I can, I can see the comment <laughs> section now. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> so we also see FRCC, which started out as First Responders Coffee Company. Mm -hmm. But on your hat, we now see First Responders Cigar Company. Yeah. You have some cigars here. We do. Let's bring those in so Let's people see can see those. So how did this come about? And tell us, you know, how you're selling these and, and where that money is going. Yeah. So we kept on expanding uh, our line of coffee. But at some point, you know, you're just going to overly kind of saturate your line of, of, of coffee. And it's hard to it's hard to continue growing a business. At, at the end of the day, it's still just coffee. You know, I feel like we, we, can, we can slowly expand our, our coffee footprint, which we will continue to do. Um, we were just having a, uh, a meeting. We're like, hey, and we were talking about. Yeah, you know, again, expanding the, the coffee line. There's always uh, another first responder that we would like to, to support. You know, we could easily come out with a, a, um, uh, a fish and wildlife bag. Yeah. We could easily come out with a state trooper bag. Uh, we could easily come out with a dispatcher bag. Like, all, you know, all those jobs are important. So we can mm -hmm. continue uh, down that. And we had the idea of, hey, is there something, you know, let's just think outside the box. Is there something else that uh, we could 
um, another market, kind of like coffee, that we can get into that no one else is in. And uh, I, I've always enjoyed cigars, and uh, that, that got brought up, and I thought for a second, I was like, well, that's actually a really good idea. Let's stop for that. You know, let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second because yeah. I selfishly want to smoke cigars. <laughs> and um, as we went down that that road, you know, as if coffee has, it does have its competitors. You know, there is the Black Rifles out there. As we're into this space, there are, there is Fire Department Coffee. There is Blue Line Roasting. There are competitors. And as we look down this, there there's the market's just absolutely wide open in the cigar market and there's a lot of first responders and first responder supporters and retired first responders that smoke cigars and there's not a single competitor like that in coffee that we mentioned in cigars mm -hmm. so even though we thought it was a little more of a niche market we thought the opening was 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 wide open makes sense and uh and we went for it and we we the the results of our first month couldn't be any better. Wow! Um, if it continues, we even though we've been in the coffee market for which isn't a long time, almost a year, yeah. um, the cigar market may may outpace our, our coffee sales uh, by next month because it's so unique, and it's you know there's no one else competing in that space. So people who know cigars, how would you describe your cigar compared to other cigars? There's two things uh, I would almost say we lucked out on. Uh, although I, I started a coffee company, you would think I know a lot about coffee. <laughs> I know a lot more about coffee right. now than when I started. Um, the uh, Our roaster uh, who we hired, it, it is his job to know about coffee, and he suggested Brazilian walk that you know down. And we tasted it. We said, that I really I really like that. Mm -hmm. Sets it apart. Well, we did the same thing for, for cigars. I have the cigars I like, but that's not I'm not an expert in cigars. So we went to the, uh, a cigar broker that I know. And we did the same thing, the taste test. You know, we had him explain to us and went off his suggestions. And again, by relying on the experts and us not knowing everything, he's led us down uh, the right direction. And this particular cigar is what's called a Cuban seeded cigar. It's grown in Nicaragua, but it's still very much like a Cuban uh, cigar. So the tobacco plants they would traditionally uh, plant in Cuba they're now growing in Nicaragua. So they call it a Cuban seeded Nicaraguan cigar. Uh, uh, it's called a Habano, um, which comes from the word Havana. Again, back to, back mm -hmm. to Cuba. So Nicaragua in the last probably five, six, seven years has completely taken over the cigar market with its quality control um, and, its, and its just attention to detail. A lot of the major manufacturers have shifted over to Nicaragua. So, um, you know, based on that, it was it was just a win-win situation having the quality of Nicaragua with the full flavor of a Cuban cigar, and it's a medium-flavored cigar. So if you're not a if, you, if you're not a seasoned cigar smoker, it's not going to overwhelm you right off the bat. But if you are a seasoned cigar smoker, it's not so light that it's not it's not enough for you. Makes sense. So we we have a very good cigar that that uh, kind of is. Um, is open to, to every smoker. As, as a Cuban, coffee and cigar is like, to right. me, that's like my childhood, <laughs> my grandparents' house, right? So I, I understand yeah. that. And, and the tagline, someone came up with, like, we should do cigars, and you can start our day with us, and you can end your day with that's us. That's perfect. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, well. So, I mean, talk about a, a 180, going from a green beret to selling coffee and cigars. <laughs> Tell us about, you know, just the difference in your life from... 10, 15 years ago to today. How was that shift? Right. I mean, yes. it's a big shift. I think um, 
and some people have a problem you know, getting on the military, especially in the special operations community, where you get a, you get addicted to that rush, you get addicted to the missions. Um, you know, I, I, I again I have to, you know, talk about all my accolades and everywhere I've been and done. <laughs> but I, I, you know, when I was at my twenty year mark, I, I, I was, you know, I felt complete. I said this, uh, you know, when Syria kicked off, and I went back and forth to Syria for a while, between Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria, um, I just came home one day. I was like, you know what? Uh, I, I knew I would know, you know, when uh, when when this book mm-hmm. is is done, mm-hmm. and uh, figuratively speaking, I'm not writing a book. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, I didn't yeah. know about a book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be your yeah, next chapter. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, the separation part of it, you know, to me was was uh, was just mm-hmm. a natural progression of my life. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was time. I moved on. I always knew I wanted to. Uh, uh, be a small business owner because I grew up as you know under in a family business. My dad was a small business owner, and he took that from my grandfather. Um, so I knew I wanted to start something. I have four kids that hopefully you know I can provide for my kids. Three of them are girls. I'd love for my three little girls to never work for anyone else but their dad. God bless uh, your father, three girls. <laughs> so so the business aspect you know was was a kind of an easy transition because it's what I wanted to do. And then, ironically enough, the lessons I learned in special operations really carried over into the business. That's interesting. Uh, a, you know, a, a solid work ethic. You know, having to work, mm-hmm. you know, six days a week, six and a half yes. days a week, if you want to master your craft. Being able to make a plan, whether it's going into combat or a business plan, setting out a really solid plan where you feel like you've you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's. And then when you put that plan into action and things aren't going right the way they do in missions, they never go right, identifying what's not going right and then adjusting quickly but adjusting accordingly, all those life lessons that special operations taught me, uh, I brought over to business. It is so interesting to hear you say that because we have heard so many restaurant owners, and I was about to say that, but I don't want to liken running a restaurant to being a Green Beret or yeah. in a Delta Force because it's, it's arms, night and day. Like that. Yeah. But a lot of you know people yeah. we have talked to here on Florida Foodie have described you know operating a restaurant like being in battle. You know, it's like you're in the trenches and yeah. your stuff's throwing at you left and right, and you're putting out fires nonstop. Uh, absolutely, like I said, we're we're still in our first year, and that's and that's what I feel like. Yeah. The whole first year has been nothing but a battle. Uh, unfortunately, I, I feel like we've done almost everything wrong. Uh, we've, you know, our marketing plan was wrong. We had to shift off of that. Our packaging was wrong. These are all new packaging that we had okay. to reinvest great into. Packaging. Yes, I mean, yes. And yes, how was you. your packaging wrong? Was it just not like sealing the flavor in right? No, or? it just. I don't believe it. Uh, it resonated well. It, it wasn't that wow fact. Like you, you kind of. We, this yeah. feels like we, a first response. Yeah, yes. we see it all the yes. time where firefighters or, or firefighter mm-hmm. um, supporters will pick up this bag. Like, oh, this is a really cool bag. That's mm-hmm. the you know, that's the connection mm-hmm. you have to have. It's not enough to have good coffee. Because they don't know that unless the bag draws them right. in first. Mm-hmm. So we just didn't have that um, that wow factor, you know, so to speak, with our with our packaging. We fixed that. Even um, even our logo, we've switched our logo, mm-hmm. which which made us switch our apparel because our old logo was on there. <laughs> I just feel like everything we did was wrong <laughs> or just not good enough for where we want to take the business. Yeah. But it's our first year. Yeah. And that's also right. kind of, you have yeah. to kind of embrace that, right? And enjoy the moment and enjoy the ride. And and I I love a challenge. Yeah. It's, it's why I love <laughs> I love the selection process of being a Green Beret and being in the Q course and proving yourself and not just thinking that you're good enough to do this, but proving it. 
And it's really the same way in business. There's a lot of people who say they're going to be a business owner or want to, but it's a whole nother level to go out there, put your life savings into a business, gamble with your own money, mm-hmm. and then go out there and have to prove it you know, mm-hmm. every day that you know, not only was I successful here in the military, uh, but you know, I can be successful in business too, and I, and I love that challenge. And talking about kind of your future plans, we were talking about this before we started taping. That you you kind of like doing a little group session that you that you're bringing some people together. Is this something that you might be doing in the future? Yeah, we, uh, once a quarter we uh, we want to try to do this. Uh, we've we've gone out um, because of my past as a Green Brain Delta Force operator. I'm pretty comfortable around firearms, as as you suspect. Um, and we've taken law enforcement, you know, guys out shooting uh, just to have a, a relaxing day and then talk about mental health. And at some point, you know, we kind of, you know, looked at what we were doing. I was like, you know, we need to do something for, we, even though they don't shoot guns like police do, there's plenty of firefighters that really enjoy <laughs> shooting guns as well. And even if they, they haven't, it's a good, fun first experience. So this last Saturday, we took a group of uh, 10 firefighters from throughout uh, Florida we brought them to the shop and we showed them the coffee process. They all made bags of coffee that they got to keep and take back to the station. Then um, we all got in a, a, uh, uh, in a van that chauffeured us over to the, to the range and we shot for three or four hours. We shot pistols, M4s, AK-47s. We just had a really good time um, out there. And then at the end of the day, we, we finished it with a, a talk about, about mental health. And again, what everything that, that I've been through, what I did wrong, you know, what I did right, and you know, having, letting them get to hear again from, from someone who's been there is something I, I really enjoy, enjoy doing. We will continue to do that. And we love that. Where can people find you online? Our website is frccoffee.com. Um, the cigars, which are the same website as frccigars.com. It makes you feel better about typing in cigars rather than <laughs> coffee. Um, and we're on Instagram and Facebook uh, at frccoffee. Awesome. Brett, thank you so much for your service for 20 Absolutely. years mm-hmm. of service. We really do yes. appreciate it. Thank you yes. so much for having me. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It was yep. fun. Thank for you. doing such great things for our first responders here, not only in Central Florida, but around the country. So Amen. thank you for that. Absolutely. Glad to do it. Happy first anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Brent Tucker. You can find his business online at frccoffee.com. You can also find it on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online, search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram, or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can also find Candace Campos on social media. She's on Twitter, just search at Candace News 6. On Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. And on Instagram, search Candace Campos WX. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley, and our director, Bob Myers. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you stream podcasts. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts on ClickOrlando.com and on YouTube. Just search for Florida Foodie.